For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of Leave and Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Week five of the NFL season is here. If you want to place a bet on any of the NFL action all season long, betonline.ag is the place to do it. So here's what you need to do. You go to the website using your mobile device, your computer. Use our promo code that you see on the screen right now, Believe50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen. Joined today by Believe in Bill's host. Please welcome in Mr. Mookie Hawkins. Mookie filling in for my regular co-host, Ike Taylor, as he is on the road scouting for the Steelers out in California. Mookie, we got Steelers and Bills in week five. Welcome to the program. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing this morning, my man? I'm doing fantastic, Mark. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And the Kenny Pickett era gets underway against the Buffalo Bills, perhaps the best team in the NFL, going against the favorite for NFL MVP as it stands right now, Josh Allen. A tough task, and I saw this game opened up at 14 points, Mookie. I can't remember the last time the Steelers were this big of underdogs. And I tell you what, I'm just getting this in. I think the Bills should be forced to play with offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey in this game as their quarterback. What do you think about my take there? You know what? I think Coach Dorsey would be up for the challenge, too. All right? <laughs> I haven't seen him throw some passes in practice, and, you know, he still got it a little bit. You know, he, he still he still be throwing dots. So I, I think he'll be up for that challenge. I think he's finally calmed down. I know that outrage in the booth went viral and everything, and I can't blame him. But this has been a Bills team that I believe is the NFL's best, despite the one loss. I know there's the argument for Philadelphia. I know there's the argument for the Chiefs. You know, the Bills has some injuries, too. But this team led by Josh Allen, and I tell you what, too, head coach Sean McDermott, I do not think gets his due in this league. I know everyone points to the 13 seconds and last year's playoff game against the Chiefs. But this is a guy who has come in and completely changed 
the franchise, the culture with the, with the bills. And I'm sure bills mafia is just absolutely thrilled about this, but bill's trying to get some revenge considering that the Steelers beat him a year ago too. So I am very excited for this matchup. And again, it's going to be Kenny Pickett's first start. Storylines are endless in this one. Yes, the storylines is definitely endless. And, you know, it's kind of like, damn, getting thrown into the fire with your first career NFL start against the, you know, the Super Bowl favorite team. So, you know, I'll be speaking with Josh Allen uh, later on today. And I'm going to ask him that question on, you know, what was it like in his first NFL game on a road? I'm going to say just on a road, you know, pertaining to Kenny Pickett coming here. I'm just going to ask Josh Allen what that was like. So uh, maybe uh, Kenny Pickett can get a few pointers or two from Josh Allen himself. But um, Coach McDermott definitely came in and, and changed the culture. A uh, younger guy. Um, when you look at uh, some of the previous Bills hires, those guys have been kind of old and outdated. And, you know, McDermott speaks these guys' language. He came in and changed the culture in rapid time. And now, you know, as, as we speak, the Buffalo Bills is pretty much the motto of how to revamp a franchise in a very quick <laughs> fashion uh, with, with, with Coach McDermott and Brandon being there, doing an excellent job on uh, building this roster. Yeah, usually the Steelers are the model franchise, and I'm looking at like the Bills and the Chiefs and the AFC, but it's why the Steelers go out and get Kenny Pickett in the draft because you look at the quarterback talent across the conference. Josh Allen is in that mix. I'd put him like 1A, 1B with Patrick Mahomes right now in this league. <laughs> And certainly the Steelers hope that they can get that spark with Kenny Pickett that, quite frankly, Mitch Trubisky did not provide in three and a half games of action. And that's where, like, the upside to me is as simple as this. Mitch just didn't show through three and a half games that he was capable of being the starter moving forward. And I know Mitch, I was kind of curious to see what he could do against his former team, considering he was Allen's backup a year ago. But... I just never saw that spark in Mookie. I'll make this argument too. I would argue that Minka Fitzpatrick, the Steelers safety has been their best offensive player this year because he had the pick six in week one against Joe Burrow. He very nearly had a, a pick six this past week against the jets. It set up the Steelers first touchdown, but this is a Steelers offense where to use the word stagnant would be an understatement thus far through four games in the 2022 season. Yeah, that kind of baffles me when you look at how um, high-powered this Steelers offense has been in the past. Now, is this the curse of Ben Roethlisberger? I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, we do have weapons on the perimeter and, and Claypool and Pickens and Johnson. You got running back and Najee Harris there. What is going on with the offense you know, in Pittsburgh? I mean, you can I guess you can clearly point the finger at the quarterback. You used to having uh, Ben Roethlisberger there forever, and now, you know, you're dealing with the fact that you do have these nice weapons on the perimeter, but something's not happening offensively. And, you know, when that happens, it usually points to the quarterback play. And I guess they had to make the change. Uh, Kitty Pickett is going to come in and provide that spark. But how much of a spark will he be able to provide up against the number one defense in the NFL? So um, not sure if we'll see. We might we, we, we may end up seeing both of them out there, uh, 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 Mark, <laughs> come I games certainly- in. Listen, I certainly hope not. And to steal Mike Tomlin's phrase, they're going to have their work cut out trying to block Von Miller off the edge because he's from another planet. And I know the Steelers are accustomed to blocking star edge rushers. I think of Miles Garrett uh, with the Browns, a team in the Steelers division in the AFC North. But it's going to be it's going to be really tough. And even despite some of the Bills injuries, 
This is a, a, a team pretty much that is rolling on all cylinders, all things considered. And so, yeah, Pickett's going to have his work cut out for him. But I'm going to p- go back to the Steelers team that averaged 18 points per game in three games through with Mitch Trubisky. And remember, the defense contributed to that total with some of their scoring as well. So it's not like the offense was putting up all those points too. I certainly hope it can't get any worse with Pickett under center than Trubisky. And I know with rookies, it's not always a linear progression, but the Steelers had to do something because this offense was just downright bad through three or four games. So you go to Pickett maybe sooner than you wanted to. And on the road as a double digit underdog, it's like, man, that right there to me is going right from the frying pan right into the fire. Yeah, you can say that again, Mac. You know, it's like, well, damn, I, you know, I finally get the opportunity, to, but look who I got to do it against. You know, <laughs> I got to make my debut up against these Super Bowl favorite Buffalo Bills. That's going to be a pretty tough task. And then on the flip side of that, Kenny Pickett being a quarterback, he has two fellow Pitt Panthers on this defense and Demar Hamlin and Dane Jackson. So, you know, if anybody knows some Kenny Pickett tendencies, it's definitely those mm-hmm. two guys. That's a great point, Mookie. And the one thing I noticed in the second half that Pickett played, he had a rapport with rookie receiver George Pickens. And Pickens' level in one half with Pickett almost equaled that through three and a half games with Trubisky. Now, I know Pickens is just one player, but the reason I point that out is leading up into the Jets game, Pickett didn't get any of the first-team reps with other Skill position players, Deontay Johnson, who was a pro bowler a year ago, Chase Claypool, who had 11 touchdowns, tied a Steelers franchise rookie record in the 2020 season. Pat Fryermuth, the tight end, he doesn't have that rapport with the receivers that a number one quarterback would normally have. So now that he's the starter, he can get accustomed to their tendencies, where they like the ball, situations where they don't like the ball, and they can begin to develop that rapport that a starter has with his receivers. He didn't have that going into the Jets game, and I think he still played pretty well, all things considered. So I think with Pickett, too, the key is going to be reining him back to where with Trubisky, I would argue that Mitch was overly conservative, whereas with Pickett, a little bit more of a gunslinger, you're going to have to know down distance and game situation to know, okay, this is where we can't afford a turnover Maybe throw it away, play a little bit more conservatively here. Hey, here's where we're going to have to open it up and take a chance if we're going to go on and win this game. I think that's going to be where the Steelers are going to have to try to channel Pickett because at least from what I've seen thus far, and it's you know two quarters of NFL football, he does take more chances than Mitch did through three and a half games. Wow. I mean – yeah, I don't know why, why why Mitch is so gun shy. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't gun shy here in Buffalo. I mean, yeah. He wasn't gun shy when he was in Chicago. Um, you know, so I don't know. You know, if it's the you know maybe it's the coordinator. You know, maybe he's just not you know dialing it up correctly to the point where you know Mitch could be Mitch. Um, I, I don't I don't I don't know why uh, he's not performing up to you know I guess you know just you know the, the still a standard there, but. You know, I, 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 he's definitely, uh, you know, definitely got the tools to do it. Just not sure, you know, where that's materialized up in Pittsburgh to the point where basically he's getting benched for a rookie. So um, I don't know. I, I, I could say this. Um, 
Coach McDermott is already already aware of that the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Bills last year. And that's the first thing that popped up when someone asked him about the Steelers. And, you know, and all I know is, you know, it's a good team. We don't have too much book on them with new quarterback and a new offense. But um, systematically, we know that these guys beat us last year. And that's all that Coach McDermott is, 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 is thinking about, you know, just, you know, getting some payback on how those guys caught the Bills slipping week one last year. And, you know, that game pretty much put a dent in their home field advantage dreams last year. So uh, he's definitely got that stuck in the back of his mind for sure. And he's going to make sure that, you know, the Bills come out firing on all cylinders this week. I'm going to say one last thing. You mentioned the Steelers coordinator, Matt Canada. I have a long list of complaints. A lot of Steelers fans do about the lack of offensive production. But one thing really stuck out to me because I listened to what the players say, Mookie. When Mitch Trubisky in Canada admitted openly going into the week three game that the quarterback couldn't audible off the line of scrimmage, and then the head coach, Mike Tomlin, disputed that. If you're an NFL quarterback with 50-plus starts under your career and you see what the defense is running and you can't check out of that, give someone truth serum because someone's not telling the truth there, number one. But then, number two, it's like we've got to be able to figure this thing out. And if a team's stacking the box, maybe you run a receiver go with a one-on-one on the outside. Maybe you do some things that can counter what the defense is showing you. And again, this is just what Mitch Trubisky told media members, what Matt Canada told media members, and then just yesterday what Mike Tomlin told media members, just pointing that out there. We will move on, though, and before we continue to discuss Steelers and Bills, wanted to have a quick segment with you. Both of these teams have great safeties. Minka Fitzpatrick for the Steelers, Jordan Poyer for the Bills. Poyer leading the NFL right now with four interceptions. Make the case for Poyer for why he's the NFL's best safety. And I'll do the same with Minka Fitzpatrick for the Steelers. Well, um, hey, I'm going to say my guy, Jordan Poirier, is, is the best safety because he literally is. I mean, coming off of all pro season uh, and he earned that. And the reason why I say that, Mike, because I seen it firsthand. I seen the first day when Jordan Poirier walked in here, you know, really uncertain of his role, really uncertain on how he would fit or be an integral part in this defense and, you know, him and Micah Hyde, man, since the beginning of time, um, I always say, hey, man, you guys, they never really got the respect that they deserve. I mean, I'm talking three years ago when they were playing good as a tandem and nobody was really talking about them. But then, you know, all of a sudden, here it is. They're starting to get the notarized, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, making plays and going out there and, you know, all the accolades and stuff like that. So I'm, I, I got to say my guy, Jordan Poor, because I witnessed the growth. I witnessed the development. And, you know, it's much deserving that, you know, he's getting the respect that he's deserved finally. Um, You know, on the flip side of Mika, Mika is Mika. Mika has been as advertised, you know, since his draft status coming out of Alabama. So, um, you know, I say you got the you got the you got the old dog and you got the new dog, you know. But I got to go with my guy, Jordan Poirier, because, you know, he's making those plays in the clutch. And, you know, those are everybody can't make those type of plays. I know Mika can, but, you know. Not too many people can make those plays like Jordan Poirier. Let me preface what I'm going to say is certainly they're both great players. And Poirier, oh boy, he's going to get paid when his contract comes up here shortly. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised if he surpasses Derwin James as the NFL's highest because Minka held that for at least a brief period this offseason. He got one up by Derwin James. But Fitzpatrick, the first Steelers player to get three interceptions, through the first four games of the season. 
since a guy by the name of Troy Palomalu in 2008. And if not for just barely stepping out of bounds, he would have two touchdowns. Uh, he does have one. He set up the Steelers' first score in week four against the Jets in what was very nearly a pick six. And I'm going to say this too. Minka is doing this without the benefit of T.J. Watt because Watt went out in week one against the Bengals with that pectoral injury. Still, Watt working his way back from injury. So because Minka has been as productive as he is, and as I said earlier, I argue that he's been the Steelers' best offensive player as a safety on defense thus far this season. That's how bad the offense has been. That's the argument that I would make for Minka Fitzpatrick. Certainly Jordan Poyer doing his thing too with four interceptions and doing it without Micah Hyde too, who is also out with the season-ending injury. Yeah, I mean, you said the key word, season-ending, not postseason. You know, I, I, I'll be, be on the lookout for Micah Hyde and come postseason for sure. Um, but but um, with Jordan Poyer, I mean, like I said, it's just must deserve. I mean... <sighs> When you know this defensive system hand in and out, you know, you 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 pretty much can play blindfolded in and, uh, you know, uh, Leslie Frazier, Coach McDermott, Jordan Poyer and, and Micah Hyde were the first free agents that, you know, th they brought in as Bills players, you know, and then you got Tredavious White as the first McDermott's first baby. So those guys are thriving in that system. That's the only system that they know. And, you know, the Bills' defense has been, you know, on top for quite a while. It's just that these guys are finally getting their just due. Like, hey, who are the safeties for the Bills, you know? You see them started making the plays and stuff like that. And I guess that's that's all it takes when you start making the plays. And, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick, he's definitely a playmaker over there for the Steelers. But you're starting to see that in the veteran guys and Jordan Boyer and Micah Hyde. And that's why they're starting to get the accolades and the recognition that they truly deserve for sure. We will move on. Injuries headed into this one. I'll take care of Pittsburgh really quickly. Obviously, no T.J. Watt. The Steelers winless without Watt in the lineup. 0-7 all-time when he can't play. Cam Sutton's dealing with the groin and hamstring injury. So full disclosures to the listeners and viewers. We're recording this on Wednesday. We'll see if Cam Sutton is a go at the cornerback position. Safety Terrell Edmonds in concussion protocol, too. So it's still a question mark whether he can go as well. That's pretty much the Steelers. Uh, injury front. Uh, again, we know Micah Hyde's going to be out for the Bills. I know uh, slot receiver Jamison Crowder broke his ankle too, but what other injury, which other players would the Bills be without in week five? Well, you still got Gabe Davis nursing a nagging, uh, you know, ankle injury. You got Isaiah McKinley, who's in concussion protocol. Uh, you have Ed Oliver, who's dealing with an ankle injury. You got Jordan Phillips, who's dealing with a hamstring injury. Kumaro, he's dealing with another ankle injury. So the Bills are kind of like depleted a little bit in the wide receiver area. Um, they do have rookie Khalil Shakur who stepped up and, you know, got a couple of big catches during that Ravens game. So look to uh, see him have a, a little more prominent role this week going into Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, the Bills do have Isaiah Hodgkins uh, and the practice squad, Tanner Gentry and Tavon Austin. I know there's always been the um, rumor of OBJ uh, popping up and, um, Rightfully so. Uh, maybe uh, you'll start to hear some OBJ chatter come week eight, week 10, somewhere around there that, uh, you know, he might be putting on some red, white and blue pretty soon. But, um, yeah, the Bills injuries bug has plagued them 
uh, you know, since <laughs> the beginning of the, uh, the year. But you look and see how much quality depth these guys have uh, to battle all those injuries and still manage to uh, be three and one. We all know what happened in that Miami game. They had so many chances to win that game um, that, you know, they just didn't, you know, was able to, you know, to bring it home. But the Bills are a relatively deep team. And I said this in training camp that, you know, these guys are 40 strong. And right now they're just going out there showing it. Um, you beat a you beat a tough Pittsburgh team without a lot of key guys not out there. Um, you almost beat a Dolphins team with a lot of, you know, basically without a brand new old brand new secondary out there. So, you know, these guys are well coached. Um, they're well prepared and, you know, they're in every ball game, no matter who's out there. Um, so, you know, that's definitely shown uh, a true uh, a deep roster that the Buffalo Bills have. And, you know, coming into this week, I'm not sure if we're going to see the, the likes of Ed Oliver or Jordan Phillips. I think that'll be uh, I think the Steelers will be quite happy to know that those guys might not be playing <laughs> this week. Maybe they want to save that, save, save that strength for Kansas City, uh, meaning that the Bills are a 14 point favorite. So, you know, who's to see? We're, we're going to see how the Bills, uh, you know, finagle the roster in reference to injuries, who they're going to elevate from the practice squad, et cetera, et cetera, uh, you know, come uh, close, close in a couple of days. Hey, the Steelers need all the help they can get starting out one and three this season, Mookie. Uh, you mentioned OBJ. I want to ask you really quickly, do you want to see the Bills bring in OBJ this season? I sure do. I sure do. Why not? Here's a guy that could – you know, add to the fear factor of the rest of the NFL. Um, and this is the year for OBJ to come. He's not, we all understand the scenario. OBJ, you know, he's going to come in later in the season. He's going to want to play for a contending team that's, that's, that's vying for a Super Bowl with a quarterback. And the Bills pretty much is the only team that has all those options. I know everybody's saying, yeah, he's flirted with the Giants. Yeah, but he's probably telling the Giants, you know what? It looks good right now. I like the direction that you're going in. But I think I'm going to go to Buffalo this year, and then I'll come back to New York and get my back. Uh, I'll learn a little bit about the offense here in Buffalo because it's the same offense that the Giants have right now with Brian Dable. So, um, you know, pump your brakes a little bit, Giant fans over there. He may be there next year, but rest assured, if the Rams is not looking good come week 10, the Bills are definitely the first option. That makes complete sense to me. And I'll say this, before he got hurt in the Super Bowl, he was on his way to win an MVP of that game. And I know Cooper Cup generates a lot of the attention and that helped open things up. But thinking along those same lines, you pair OBJ with a guy like Stefan Diggs and we got action. Definitely got action, man, especially with a quarterback like Josh Allen who can hit you from man, anywhere standing. You know, he can hit you from Mars accurately if you if you if you need him to. And, you know, all the days these quarterbacks is all you need. These wide receivers is about the quarterback play. And I mean, where would OBJ rather want to play? You know, it can't be a more perfect situation for him as far as the team and the quarterback. So, you know, he can come in for a quick you know, three to four million, uh, you know, get on this ride with the Bills and, you know, get this ring. And then he can go to New York next year and go back home with two rings, show them how it's done, like Von Miller is doing here. Yeah, Von Miller and OBJ, part of that Rams Super Bowl team last season. Okay, we're going to go to keys to the game. I will start. The Steelers win this game if 
had a few things, obviously stopping Vaughn Miller off the edge, but third down conversions has been something the Steelers have struggled with offensively. Steelers ranked 20th in the league. They've converted 19 of 51 third downs and then getting off the field defensively because the Bills offense is number one in the NFL. The Bills have converted more than 55% of their first downs. So again, blocking Von Miller off the edge and then third down conversion, setting yourself up for a third and manageable, not third down and longs. That's the key to me if the Steelers win if. Let me flip that back on you then. Mookie, the Bills win if fill in the blank, take this in any direction you'd like. What the Bills win if they, you know, just get off to a fast start. Here it is, week five. They really never put together a complete game for four quarters. Um, you know, they got off to a slow start versus the Rams. They got off to a slow start uh versus Tennessee. Um, they really got out to, uh, they've really been getting out to slow starts when you really look at this team, this high power potent scoring team has really been getting off the slow starts. And miraculously, there's only three and one, but they need to get off to a fast start and, and, and stay there. Um, you know, if they can get off to a fast start, uh, it's going to be a tough day, you know, for the Steelers. Um, we know the Bills are still dealing with injuries, but it's still more than enough footballs to go around uh, when you got guys like Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis out there. Dawson Knox, uh, you know, has really haven't had that breakout game yet. Uh, maybe, you know, it comes this week, but, um, you know, it's kind of like a pick your poison situation with the Bills. Um, they just got to get off to a fast start. The defense is, 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 man, the defense has been balling. But the offense, they just need to get off to a, a fast start and play complete football. And the Bills can put together a complete whole game. They have not done that yet. And that's very scary <laughs> for, you know, a team in that magnitude have not did that yet, being three and one. So once they get that together, they're going to start playing like that Super Bowl team that everybody's been talking about. Mookie, you're in my brain because you're saying they haven't put a full game together yet. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're the NFL's best right now. That is absolutely horrifying. Now, <laughs> I'm going to say this too. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, and I'm just speaking this into existence, that this could possibly be a trap game for the Bills because perhaps they could be looking ahead to week six when they've got to go to Arrowhead and play the Chiefs again, a rematch of that epic playoff game from a season ago. I don't think that's going to happen. And so I do think that the Steelers cover 14 points is a ton over under at 47, but I've got the bills winning at home 34. I've got the Steelers scoring 24 bills, 34 Steelers, 24 is my prediction. What do you think is going to happen? Mookie, what's your score prediction for Sunday's game? I think that the Steelers is going to score 24 points. Oh, know? come on now. I mean, nobody scored 24 points yet against the Bills when you really look at it. Nobody scored 24 points, not even the Ravens. They left the Ravens at 20 at halftime. Um, you know, I don't see the Steelers scoring 24 points, not even in garbage time, Mark. I mean, this Bills team is pretty deep, and they got some pretty, you know, hungry guys on that defensive line that just not going to, you know, slack up just because you know they're, they're they got a healthy lead so i think the bills go out here and dominate this game uh based upon uh what happened last year you know that's stuck in the back of their mind so this is not going to be a trap game for them i think coach is going to have them mentally prepared on uh what's at stake and, and 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 don't get caught slipping again like they did last year from Pittsburgh because mike tomlin is one hell of a coach uh those two play together at wilma mary so i'm quite sure that 
he definitely wants to return the favor to Coach Tomlin this year. And uh, he's going to have those guys fired up on all cylinders and making sure that, you know, this game is definitely not what everybody think it should be, which is a trap game. Um, especially you got a rookie quarterback. So I'm quite sure Coach Frazier is going to dial up different looks, try to confuse the guy. And, you know, Jordan Poirier, what savvy he is, knowing how to uh, bait young quarterbacks to, you know, get some interceptions out there. I, I think the Bills finally put things together, uh, you know, early and, and, and go out there and take care of business. I'm going to say big game for the Bills. I'm going to say 40 to 14. <laughs> it's going to be a long Monday if that's the case, Mookie in Pittsburgh. Oh, man. I certainly hope not, and I certainly hope the Steelers can put up more points <laughs> at Kenny Pickett's debut, but we shall see. Let's rip through a few picks for week five of the NFL season. We'll start the Thursday night game, Colts at Broncos. I'll take the Broncos at home, and I actually like the odds, too, for first coach fire Frank Reich. I like the odds there. I think it's going to be Matt Rule with the Panthers. I think Ron Rivera's in that mix as well, but... I think you get pretty good odds with Frank Wright just considering the slow start that the Colts have had. Give me the Broncos at home on Thursday night. Who you got in this one between Colts and Broncos? Yeah, this is kind of a tough situation. I don't know what in the hell is going on with the Indianapolis Colts with so much promise from last year. You got Jonathan Taylor was an MVP candidate. Now you don't even hear about the guy. Uh, he's nursing the injury himself. Um, you know, Darius Leonard is not playing with a back and you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say about the Colts. Colts was my sneaky team coming into this year. They 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 brought in, you know, Stephon Gilmore and stuff like that to help on, on the back end of that defense. And it's just not coming together as you thought it would. You know, you got Matt Ryan. I mean, he's looking real old out there compared to even last year, how he was playing in Atlanta. You figure that it would still be some more gas in that tank. I don't know what is going on with the Indianapolis Colts. So you're right. I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm going to have to take Denver at home. They're still trying to figure it out. New quarterback trying to, you know, build some chemistry and some rapport with those guys out there. So I'm going to go with, uh, you know, Broncos at home as well. All right. A few more. We'll rip through the London game. Giants at Packers. I wrote in my notes, are the Giants a good football team? I think that remains to be seen. But more importantly, Daniel Jones has an ankle injury, not sure whether he's going to play in London. And so the backup, Tyrod Taylor, left the game with a concussion a week ago. And then so if neither Taylor or Daniel Jones can go, you got Davis Webb going up against Aaron Rodgers. I know the Packers are nine and a half point favorites in London. Not sure that they cover, but if you want to throw the Packers in just as uh, on the money line, Throw that in a parlay. I don't see any way that this Packers team loses to the Giants. Love the London games, the early kickoff start, but I'll take the Packers going up against the Giants in London. I'll definitely take the Packers, but it's kind of tricky because what they, they're giving them, what, eight points and it's like minus eight. So it's like, what, damn. Yeah, and it's moved to nine and a half as well. So that line has moved to Mookie. Wow, that line is, is going up as we speak. And it's kind of tough when you think of the the the, the season that Saquon Barkley is having. And you know, that guy is definitely someone that control that can control a ball game. But will they put him at quarterback? That's the that's the thing. We see a little wildcat with Saquon out there. But um I think with with with, with Daniel Jones being healthy, I think that 
the Giants are still one-dimensional. And it's kind of crazy when you say that because they got Brian Dable out there who was in the empty with the Buffalo Bills all the time last year. You don't see that in New York, obviously, because of the quarterback. You know, he doesn't trust the quarterback to put him in those type of situations. So you don't see those type of formations. But, um, you know, one-dimensional Packers, as of late, other than last week, I think they were pretty stout against the run. So, you know, they're a one-dimensional team. Only thing you have to do is stack the box and force Davis Webb or Daniel Jones to beat them in the air. And we know that can't happen. So I'm definitely taking the, uh, the Packers on this one. All right, Bengals and Ravens, Sunday night football, this game in Baltimore. Ravens a three-point favorite, which means if this was on a neutral field, it's pretty much a coin flip. I think the Ravens get uh, some redemption, and I think that they they do better because they blew that big lead against your Bills a week ago. I'm going to take the Ravens at home and that they rebound against division rival against the Bengals on Sunday night. You know what? This is the curse of Wink Martindale. All right. And I'm going to say that, hey, Cincinnati's been having the Ravens number, especially all last year. And I don't think that's going to change. Um, You know, I don't think that's going to change. And uh, you could take that on a money line that Cincinnati will win that game, even though they're giving them, what, three points. And I couldn't believe that. But looking at the situations, I think Cincinnati snap out of their little funk too offensively versus this Ravens team because of that number that they've been having as of late with the Baltimore Ravens. Now, we know that uh, Lamar Jackson is healthy, so that definitely changed the complexity of things. But, hey, when a team has your number, that team just has your number. And right now, I think the Cincinnati Bengals still have uh, the Ravens number, and uh, they're going to win a shootout. And once again, there's going to be questions circling around that defense. You can't fire the guy that you just brought in. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know. So that's going to be a tough situation for the Ravens to have to deal with their first true loss of the season because, hey, they should have beat the Bills and they should have beat Miami. But, you know, they had a few brains fires down the stretch defensively. So first true loss comes to the Ravens, you know, at Cincinnati's expense. And the Ravens all offseason upgraded their secondary for this specific matchup to stop the high high-powered Cincinnati Bengals offense and all the receivers that they have over there, all the weapons Joe Burrow has. So certainly can't wait to watch that one. Got one more game to get to, Mookie, and then we got to get out of here. Raiders and Chiefs, Monday Night Football. Chiefs are seven-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I think the Chiefs win as well, but to cover against a team in their division, AFC West matchup. I think the Raiders cover, but I do think the Chiefs get it done at home at Arrowhead. Yeah, I, that's that's kind of tough. That, that's that's kind of tough to get that full seven. I I say they can pull it off, maybe six, five points. But right now, this Chiefs team has been putting up points. You know, you 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 forget that Tyreek Hill is not on that team, and you know Patrick Mahomes is looking pretty damn good out there as well. Um, so. I don't know. I, I think that this this Kansas City team is loaded like a baked potato, and they can definitely cover. I'll say they'll go out. I'll, I'll say they'll go out and cover. I'll, I'll say that yeah. they'll they'll beat the Raiders by ten. Yeah, I just think coming off that week against the Buccaneers, where you could see how much it meant playing the Buccaneers for the first time since they got smoked in the Super Bowl in the same stadium as well at Raymond James Stadium. I think they come off from that emotional high, and they're not quite as sharp as we saw a week ago. But when oh boy, when Mahomes. And Kelsey are motivated and rolling. Patrick Mahomes with time in the pocket, Mookie, to me, is like the scariest thing in the NFL. 
I'll, I'll throw Josh Allen in that mix too. Those two quarterbacks with time in the pocket, good luck if you're an opposing defense. <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely scary. Mookie, I want to plug your show, Believe in Bills. How can people listen to you? You've been terrific. Thank you for joining us here on Believe in Steelers today. But how can people listen to your show? I certainly appreciate your time this morning and your insight as well. Right. Thanks for having me, man. And, uh, you know, let me know when you want me to come in, uh, you know, anytime in the future, I'll be on deck for you. Uh, but you can check me out on Twitter uh, at Wuffo Sports. That's W-U-F-O Sports, all one word. Um, you can check Believe in Bills podcast out there. Uh, you always can check me out on the Bills fan base as well. As we You know, you can check me there and you can up on Instagram and, um, you know, all social media platforms at Mookie Hawkins. The better half, I should say, the, the best co-host of the Believe in Bills show. Uh, Mookie, <laughs> certainly thank you for your time this morning, and we'll see what happens week five between the Bills and Steelers. I'll go ahead and sign off for both of us. For my guest, Mookie Hawkins, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening to the Believe in Steelers show. We'll be back next week to – Recap the game into preview week six. Steelers got the Buccaneers. Doesn't get any easier for Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Enjoy the week five action. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.